Here at Just Baseball, we have teamed up with BetMGM for the 2023 MLB season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use code JUSTBASEBALL, and you will get up to a $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Step number one, download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code JUSTBASEBALL. Step number two, deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. Step number three, you will receive receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL when you sign up. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL and get your $1,000 first bet offer today. show is presented by BetMGM. Use promo code JUSTBASEBALL and start betting with the king of sportsbooks. All caps, one word, just baseball. Bonus episode tonight. Happy trade deadline eve. Jack Mullen here about to kick it to uh, myself and Peter Apple's conversation with Walker Bueller. Bit of a scheduling conflict. We couldn't do our typical time on Sundays. Had to do later than usual and turnaround time just didn't make much sense here. But additional episode. This is going to be a 25-30 minute conversation with Walker that you're going to hear in regards to the Dodgers' acquisitions at the trade deadline. Notably, he's got old friends back, Kike Hernandez and Joe Kelly, two guys that he knows really well, Um, in addition to Lance Lynn from the White Sox and Ahmed Rosario from the Guardians coming over. So we talk with Walker about the Dodger additions. We also talk about the deadline in general, how some teams uh, were holding on to rental pieces. Last time we talked to Walker, Looked like Shohei was going to go. It certainly looked like Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman were going to go, but now that's not really the case. So good to have Walker's uh, thoughts on all that. Plus, his agent might be better at golf than him. I don't know. We'll we'll dive into it. Before we toss to that, just a reminder uh, that the baseball card market heating up during the second half of the season as the wild card hunt is heating up as well. Only place to search for cards is alt.xyz, alt.xyz. Alt is the only platform that allows you to search all the major marketplaces and eBay at once. Just download the free Alt app, type a player or card into the search bar, and Alt is going to return every single graded card 
available for sale. Even better, you can save your player or card search and be notified by the app every time that card is available. You will never use another app for researching and buying baseball cards ever again. Just Baseball strives to be one-stop shopping for baseball coverage. And Alt is striving to be one-stop shopping in the card market. So, without further ado, here's our bonus episode, our conversation with Walker Bueller. We're going back to Old Reliable, the Buffalo Trace, with Walker Bueller here. We're going to talk deadline. We're going to talk what the Dodgers have done at the deadline. Kike Hernandez and Joe Kelly, former teammates back in the Dodger Blue, and I'm sure you're giddy about that. Uh, what's up, birthday boy? Belated happy birthday to you. Uh, UFC to celebrate? How was that? Yeah, big weekend. We kind of were all over the place. My first, uh, I've been to a UFC before, but we had a union meeting. So I ended up only getting to see one fight. And when it was in Phoenix a few years back, Francis Ngannou fought. But um, this was the first, like, go do the whole thing. And uh, we had a big time there. They were really, really good fights. And uh, I was kind of sad. Wonderboy Thompson is one of my favorite guys and his match got canceled. So uh, that was kind of a bummer. But other than that, probably one of the, one of the coolest sporting events I've I've been to for sure. Yeah. I was watching it on TV with my friends and the Derek Lewis fight. I mean that 15 second knockout, then the post game interview. What was it like watching him? Yeah, it was so the first fight we actually saw was the the high kick in like the prelims. I forget the guy's name, but that was the first one we saw. And then it was kind of a, a good run, including the Derek Lewis fight. But yeah, he took his pants off about as fast as humanly possible. I remember watching the the original my balls was fight a few years back and uh he's a, he seems like a funny dude man um did you link with your guy uh i saw theo vaughn was there you you link with yeah. him yeah we hung out for a little bit he was uh he was in the uh fancier section he he said he was going with rogan so he was kind of occupied over there you know got you way we too got to talk to him. we got to talk to to theo for a little while Got you. Um, all right. Surprise topic before we get into baseball. I got a text from your agent, Glaze, okay. and it was a photo of him knelt next to a hole and a video of him walking about up this on, the, on here. We're not talking about his hole in one on here. He, he asked <laughs> us to talk about this. He said Vanderbilt Legends Golf Club Sunday around 3.30 p.m., hole 16 on the north course. He did this. He also asked how many you have, and he asked what your record is against Chris Glazier. I have no hole in once. Okay. I have beat Glaze maybe once out of about 25 times we've played. But he's bald and I have a full head of hair. And so at the end of the day. What do you really mean? Yeah. If I had to choose, I'd probably choose me, you know? (laughs) So I have a, I have a question about hole in one. So I was, I was playing golf this weekend too. And there's a par four course and there's a par three course. And of right. course, when you start on a par three course, everybody is talking about which hole they're going to get the hole in one on. Right. And we had a debate within our friend group. Is let's say it's a par three, 140 yard shot, even 120 yard. You drill it. Is mm-hmm. that a hole in one in your book? Because I said uh, if I don't think I don't think the yardage matters. I think personally, a hole in one on a par three only course is kind of like a half or a three quarter. It's not the same. So when people ask, did you get a hole in one and you made it on a par three course, you got to say half. Sort of. kind. I think it's a disclaimer. I think, yeah, I got one, but it was on a par three course. 
do you offer that disclaimer right away or do you uh, do you wait for the follow-up like hey i don't know if you guys are trying to put insult to injury on here i don't <laughs> have any so i don't, I don't know have it either you're doing this to me my assumption is neither of you do either just because glaze on and maybe <laughs> talk about it doesn't give you guys the you know the firepower to drop shit like this on me we have to do it <laughs> once in a while you're pretty good at pitching <laughs> we need something we need yeah, something, we need something. Yeah. So let us get to Kike Hernandez now. Is that going to make you a little bit happier than the golf conversation? Yeah, we got a bunch of the boys back. We got some other new additions that that are big. I like it. I'm I'm excited. I honestly I don't even know, I don't know if we're done. So cool. There there's some other stuff going around and um uh, could trade for another Hall of Famer potentially is what they're saying. So damn. We'll damn. Um I I want to start with Kike and then we're going to jump into Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn too, but Kike, you retweeted the video of him, you know, getting down in the Dodger dugout and that guy's vibe has just been immaculate forever. And his engagement photos wearing the overalls and, you know, cross legs in the back. He just, he seems like a one of a kind dude. How big is that for the LA Dodgers and, and for you to have, you know, your friend Kike back and for the Dodgers to have that kind of presence back? Yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously, his personality fits LA really, really well. And, um, well-spoken, good looking, really good player, beautiful family. Not like he just fits kind of what, what a major league baseball player from Puerto Rico is supposed to be like. Right. And, and, um, smart, really good in big situations can play kind of everywhere and, and elite, elite defensively. Um, obviously against left-handed pitching, he's, he's pretty special at times. I remember his, him hitting however many homers he did a couple of years ago in the playoffs for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know we're ecstatic to have him back and uh, definitely will be a little more personality infused into the team. I, I haven't been around him a lot. I know a lot of the new guys have, have kind of done the same thing with Rojas and Peralta and Jay Hay. And um, then, you know, the other guys we've had, Joe Kelly and uh, Lance obviously came up with Shelby with the Cardinals. So they all know each other and, you know, we obviously have familiarity with Joe, but I know Lance a little bit just from being around him um, with Glaze. And then he was actually at the facility with us out here in Arizona in the lockout last year. So I got to know him a little bit there and uh, texted them both. Happy to have all of them. And uh, hopefully I get to, to join them here before too long. Yeah. And Joe Kelly's your guy. I saw you posted a picture with him on Instagram. How does it yep. feel to just have like, it seems like a good friend just back in the clubhouse. Yeah. I mean, that that's from the world series. That was last out of the world series. That wasn't just a little random picture, right? It was a huge, huge thing for all of us. And um, I've kind of always said sneaky. One of my favorite arguments conversations is who would you want in a bar fight with you? And, and Joe Kelly sneakily has made every one of those lists I've ever come up with. So uh, you know, a guy we trust and and obviously really talented. I know he was even talking about some of the the traditional numbers that he has this year aren't kind of where you'd want him to be, but a lot of the peripheral stuff has been really good. And um, you know, there's not many people with 92 mile an hour curveballs and, and 102 mile an hour sinkers, and uh, we got one of them back. So uh, I know he loves being in LA, and, and I'm sure their their family, him and Ashley, are excited for him to to be back, kind of where he's from. So. Uh, hopefully put together the pieces make a little run 
couple of weeks ago, we were talking curveballs and Joe Kelly was a curveball that you highlighted. And, you know, I, I think some people could have said, hey, you know, like, you know, this is a reliever with with an X, ERA, whatever. I mean, that curveball is nasty, man. And, and you forget that a hundred's in his back pocket at all times. So he's fun to watch. And he's been with a lot of big market teams. He's pitched in a lot of big situations and you see that badass MF mentality. And I mean, we've talked about that with you, that that's something that, you know, you, you capture really well when you're on the Hill. So just having another badass in that, in that Dodger pitching staff with you and a guy that wants to throw, like he wants to annihilate the hitter. That That's probably right. fun for you guys to have that competitive fire back. Right. I'll tell you the the one, my favorite Joe Kelly story. There's a bunch of them. The mariachi thing at the White House was solid. Yeah. Um, but we, I remember we asked him about the fight, the Boston, New York fight when he was there. And I remember him saying <laughs> that he, he knew it would hurt. He knew it was not going to go great. But if he landed one punch, he would be a legend. And like, then it started the Joe Kelly fight club and all this stuff. But it, it's just how Joe is. It's like, if he can make a positive, you know, he'll he'll take his licks to to do something good for the team or to back his guys up. And um, you know, I don't I don't want to say that I think we've needed that, but you know, our team is not super confrontational and, and to have guys like that is is never a bad thing. And obviously we saw what he did with against Houston a few years back. And um, you know, from my recollection, I started that game and there was no like Hey, walk like he, it was kind of no like if somebody's going to do something it's going to be on their own and and joe did it first first guy out of the bullpen you know and yeah uh, he's just a special special human that way and you're getting another badass i mean lance lynn him coming yeah. over too you see him barking at guys and he's kind of like joe kelly in that way where you talk about where the era they may not want it to be there but the peripherals are looking up right that their best days should be in forward yeah. um you said shelby miller is the guy who came up with Lance Lynn. Did mm-hmm. Shelby have anything to say to kind of get you guys ready for the personality that is Lance Lynn? No, I mean, I know Lance is a really, actually a really nice dude. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. Lot, seems super nice. Um, a lot different off the mound than he is on seemingly. But, you know, I think was it pitching ninja always puts his stuff up and him yelling and stuff. And, and the nut grabs and all that, yeah, yeah. For for me, it looks like he's just yelling at himself a lot. So I, I don't really anticipate him like us getting in brawls because he's screaming, right? Like I think everyone kind of knows that that he says it to himself and he's mad at himself. And I'm the same way. I I don't think anyone said worse things to me ever in my life than I say to myself, you know, on the mound. So I yeah. just seemingly don't scream them as much, but. Um, it's definitely in there. It's definitely happening. Wait, and Lance is also like kind of a seasoned professional. And we were just talking about this. Our friends at, at Foul Territory have Lance on, you know, consistently. And Lance was on, I think, right after his final start as a White Sox, the day before he got traded to you guys. Like, who the hell's making a podcast appearance in like in those circumstances? Right. And I, I wouldn't blame you if like if you were in the Lance Lynn circumstance where you were you know an expiring guy and everybody's talking about trading you it's like hey man i'm not doing the just baseball show today i don't want to i got other shit to do but i i found that so fascinating um feels like you're questioning my commitment i did just get off a plane about 15 minutes ago okay but you're not getting traded (laughs) yeah right we know of i don't know i don't know if i think they could get a sauna for me maybe i texted seager 
And I said, I think you guys are trading for me for a sauna. <laughs> and, All right. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> a lot of health benefits to a sauna. Um, right. <laughs> other guy that is coming to the fold is Ahmed Rosario from Cleveland. And Rosario had a ton of prospect intrigue coming up with the Mets. He was, you know, kind of the headliner of the return for the Lindor deal. It was, you know, good, not great. First couple of years in Cleveland. He struggled so far this year, but that's kind of, you know, an infusion at shortstop. And I know that Miguel Rojas is, has held it down for you guys so far this year, but having another guy to add to that, you know, infield fold, um, it, that's got to feel good to to kind of add another bat into the wrinkle. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, you know, I don't know too much about him. We just haven't played against him much or um, we never played against each other in the minor leagues. They kind of get a read on guys that way, but um yeah, I know for a long time he was really, really good defensively and, and had some big offensive kind of highlight stuff that, that he could do with speed and had some power. And um, you know, Doc came out and said, you know, I think he may end up playing some center field too. I, I think we're kind of getting back, you know, our team my first couple of years was very liquid in terms of having Kike and Chris Taylor and um, you know, Muncie is a very position liquid guy and um you know, seemingly Ahmed is going to be as well. And, and I mean, shit, Mookie too. Yeah. I mean, Mookie now it's kind of wild, but we, we went away from that a little bit in, in signing Freddie and Mookie and kind of having guys in the lineup at a position every day. And, um, you know, the playoffs, I, I think are a thing where 1% advantages are huge and having the ability to have, all right, we can flip this guy and this guy, but he can cover here. It's such a big, I think it can be such an advantage, right? We always talk about the platoon thing, but it's not always just right and left. It's like, what can we cover the deep? Can we play defense the next inning if we get all of our lefties in or all our righties in? And um, having that flexibility or that liquidity, I guess, I, I think is a huge deal. You're also getting back a pretty big addition. You <laughs> back to the Dodgers soon. We'll see. Because we'll I saw see. I saw on your Instagram, even for your birthday, you posted a bullpen I'm, and oh. you're throwing gas. And I'm sure a lot of people come to this podcast and want to know how Walker Bueller's arm is going because it's coming up. How are you feeling? It was good. I was I was like 92, 93, maybe a 94 in there in that kind of half bullpen thing. Uh, Jake Marisnik was standing in, so yep. always helpful to get a guy that's been around like to get your eyes on stuff. But yeah, we're th- you know I'm throwing breaking balls and I'm feeling good. So uh, this week will be big, hopefully. Hopefully we'll face hitters on August 8th. So I've got two more bullpens. Um, I'm going to meet the team in San Diego at the end of the week. There's a place down there called the TPI. They're going to kind of go through my delivery. And I've been working with a pretty well-known pitching coach a little bit, just kind of talking through some stuff. He's going to be over there. So it'll be fun. Uh, the team is there. It just so happened that it worked out that way. So hopefully I get to go see the guys and, um, yeah, see kind of where we're at. I like the swings that Marisnik was putting on some of the balls, like right after he was like, Yeah, you know, I definitely would have taken this yard. Yeah, he said, I want to, he goes, I want to swing, but I won't touch it. I want to, I'll swing after. I was like, All right, do whatever you want to do. And then he did the first one, I was like, What is going on? Just need to feel. Whatever, need- man. Why not? Yeah. Um, last thing on the, on the trade front that I, I want to hit with you is, you know, we talked about Bellinger last week and that was a great conversation. And at that point, Belly looked as good as gone in Chicago. And now the word from Jesse Rogers at ESPN is that 
Cubs are holding Bellinger. I would assume that means the Cubs are holding Stroman. And the big news from Tom Verducci at SI was Angels are are holding on to Shohei Otani. So you've got these teams that were in limbo, and we were kind of waiting for them to decide direction. Yeah. And they went all in, man. And and the Halos are making moves. They just went and got Crone and Grisha or uh, Grichik from Colorado. I mean, this is. It's really interesting to see what's going on in Anaheim and Chicago. What was your kind of feel on on that, on those two teams making additions? Um, I mean, I, I was our union guy during the last CBA, and so I, I think um, this idea that more teams can make the playoffs or or kind of have more of a glimpse, hope, I, I think, is a good thing, right? There's in in years past, there's been like four teams that go and buy, and then well, one of those four teams is going to win the World Series. Like, but now it's seemingly, for a minute, it was like everyone sell, now everyone's not. And, you know, I think the Cubs have won, what, eight in a row, or at least I don't know how they did today, but um, to put them back in that position and, and having kind of the playoff structure that we have now gives you the chance to make a run in July and, and change everything, right? It, we, you know, we were naming off, you know, mentally you're naming off Cubs. There's like four or five Cubs that could have gotten traded. For sure. And now it'll be none. You know, the assumption is that if Bellinger is probably the biggest trade piece and they say they're not selling him, they're probably not going to sell the minor, you know, the the smaller entry, not that Stroman or any of those other guys are, are minor trades, but, you know, Cody's putting together a, a really good season and um, he would seemingly be the the first option of to be traded, right? And, so the fact that they think they have X amount of chance and the Reds, anytime it, the Reds were my favorite team growing up, but anytime, you know, the Cincinnati Reds, there's rumors of them being linked to Justin Verlander, like something is going good in terms of how they're playing, how the system is playing out. They want to make the playoffs, like even if they're considering that kind of stuff, right? I, I grew up begging them to make trades, right? I'm and, sure. And it's just It's not – just not the way that that organization is run. And, and, you know, going back, we talked about Ellie de la Cruz and I, I think probably people aren't talking about their baseman. That is their steer. That's having a really, I think he's got like 15 homers already. And McLean uh, too. McLean. Yep. Yeah. McLean. I mean, the fact that Jonathan India was talked about being traded is, is wild, right? Like you look at the timeline, he won the rookie of the year, what, two years ago. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine us talking about trading belly? two years after his rookie of the year, he won the MVP. Like, right. like you're, you're kind of in uncharted territory in terms of the amount of production they're getting out of rookies. And, um, you know, the left-handed pitcher has been really good and there's both of them. They, they have the big tall guy and then Abbott, I know is the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually played golf with the other one. I forget his name. It's Lodolo. No, not. I played with Lodolo and the other kid that's been pitching a lot for them. Hunter Green. No, no, left-handed, big, tall, lefty. Big, tall, lefty. Oh, Williamson. Okay. Brandon Williamson. Yes. Yeah, he was with Seattle at the time. Gotcha. And then he got traded. Yeah, we all I ended up playing golf with him with my agent last year, I think. And pretty good golf swing that kid has, actually. Got you. Um, yeah. But I saw you had a good outing the other day. It just, they, they're piecing it together, and it's just a weird – I think their team is very symbolic of, like, why this play format is beneficial and everyone because they can sneak in and those guys can play in one or two playoff games. Not we, you know, you don't never know what happens, but 
like that was such a big deal for me when I was a rookie or my first or second year, like getting to pitch in big Big games and and knowing the team trusted me to take the ball. You know, I threw game 163 as a rookie and then kind of struggled a couple playoff starts and it kept giving me the ball and and kind of figured it out from there. And uh, yeah, in terms of the development of the Cincinnati Reds, I think this playoff format is, is great. Did you remember wanting someone really bad? Like, I I don't remember baseball-wise wanting someone really bad on the White Sox. That's who I grew up rooting for. But I, I remember with the Bulls, I wanted LeBron, Wade, Bosch, or Dwight Howard, and I got stuck with Carlos Boozer, and I was really disappointed. Boozer remember, was good, though. Boozer was incredibly average compared uh, to Chris Bosch and Dwayne Wade. Um, yeah, that's true. You remember wanting anyone really badly? No, I mean, I think as a kid, you were probably like, at the time, maybe Alex Rodriguez would have been right. You wanted the best, the, the biggest guy that was traded from what I remember. Um, I, I mean, as a kid, when we got Matt Latos was a big deal for me. I liked Matt Latos a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Griffey Jr. coming back was a giant thing. Um, I think it was less. I think the biggest, the most devastating one was Austin Kearns leaving because Austin Kearns is from Lexington. Uh, that was like a big thing like oh he's not there anymore he's born and raised in Lexington I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years now and uh, yeah him not being a red sucked yeah my uh it, the one that I remember my younger brother five years younger than me Jim Tomei when he was a White Sox he got traded I think he was a Dodger after the trade and my brother locked himself in the bathroom and cried he was like six seven years old I was like I can't believe Jim Tomei's gone oh my god damn right oh. Peter you remember any of them I I'm just thinking right now about like your guys' conversation and then Angels fans just being so thankful that they get to see two more months of Otani. But Jack and I and Arm too were just going back and forth considering did the Angels do the right thing by not trading Otani? Because you talk to a lot of players and it's like, yeah, I get the notion that they probably should quote unquote trade him based just on what you could get, but how can you? So Listen, I don't I don't know I don't know Shohei very well, but I think they're giving themselves a chance to at least be competitive in signing him back now, right? They're saying, listen, we could have gotten a king's ransom for you. We decided not to. We flipped the script and then went and bought all these guys. Like we want to win with you as a part of that. And that's probably a pretty um I don't want to say it's a, the most convincing argument, right? Like money is going to talk and it is what it is and he's a generational maybe all-time player but it might give them a at least they have a a backing on the argument when they offer him a similar number than another team right and and there is something like you know I've I've gotten to see with Clayton like there's a sexy thing to play for one team your whole career right means you didn't you didn't piss off anyone so bad they didn't want you around like there's just a lot of boxes you have to check to to play 10, 12 years with the same team. And so, um, you know, I got to assume they want him back, right? Or they're willing to, you know, we've seen Moreno make those big boy decisions with Pujols and Hamilton and Rendon and and getting Otani in the first place. So, um, yeah, I think strategically, it's like if you feel at a disadvantage, like try and get back to even and then see what happens. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what they're doing. I don't think there's anybody happier 
in Major League Baseball right now than Mike Trout. <laughs> we're not trading Otani. We're getting Giolito. And then we're going to go get C.J. Crone and Randall Grichik. I just feel bad for the Angels, too, because all of this great news came in. And then Taylor Ward, unfortunately, after he got hit in the face by Alec Manoa, likely to miss the season with facial, yeah. you know, a facial fracture. Yeah. It's a scary thing. So the hitting guys in the head is a scary, scary thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I had two of my pretty good buddies actually get hit in the face, like pretty Swanson got hit. I remember one of the first one of the first live at bats Swanson had in pro hit with a ninety six mile hour fastball. Mm. Uh, JT Jeez. got hit this year. Like, yep. Kyle Farmer got hit. Like, it's just a. I'm thinking you know, like, Hayward was one of the first guys to wear one of those jaw extensions on his helmet because he got he got smoked too. No. Yeah. So, hey man, uh, it's, a, it's a scary deal. Beach time in San Diego. What's the word? No, no beach. It'll kind of be a work work trip. We're gonna go to LA for a couple of days. We uh, we have a lease. Obviously, we talked about my wife is pregnant and stuff, and we're gonna have the baby in LA. So nice. we got a lease from August all the way through next season. Hopefully, I don't get traded. I don't know if I can get out of that lease for Asana. Yeah, um, but we're gonna go check that out. Kind of get the lay of the land a little bit, and then drive down to San Diego. So. Um, yeah, we're excited. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see everybody and see the team as it's kind of constructed now. But, you know, I guess we're going the second. So well, that's Tuesday. So when we get there, we may, may have new teammates on the way too. You never know. Yeah. When you're in San Diego, meeting up with your teammates, I'm just going to be sitting here thinking about that comment you made earlier that a Hall of Famer might be on the way. <laughs> I mean, I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's all speculation. It's all speculation. I we follow it as much as you guys do. Like it's uh, it's all Twitter. I, you know, I'll try and poke the bear and call the the front office guys, but they don't really want to talk to me at this point because they they know I think I'm a GM and <laughs> it's not good. I did. I texted Freeman and Gomes and said something about you know keep going, love the whatever. And Friedman said, I don't have this number. Who is this? Good. That's what he said. Good. How did that make so, you feel? We want to unpack that? No. I mean, I'll tell you off camera what I told him back. <laughs> I don't really want to discuss it on here, but. Uh, Walker Bueller, appreciate you. Um, and yeah, throw jabs whenever you want, man. We'll talk to you next week. Cool? And four. See you guys later. Thanks, my man.